0: What's up guys, it's Mickey and welcome back to Blink. Canvas. And on this week's episode, I want to discuss some things that I saw the infamous Dr. Brene Brown discuss, and also some of the other gems that I picked up from people about a week or two ago that I feel like it's just time to share with my BK family. So, starting off with Brene Brown, she was recently on The Ellen Show to promote her new HBO Max show called Atlas of the Heart. And On that show, she's going to be taking viewers on an interactive journey through the range of emotions, experiences that defines what it means to be human. And I know if anybody could take a human being on that journey (laughs) and teach them about emotions and vulnerability and um, shame and guilt and all that, it is definitely Dr. Brene Brown. But one of the points that she said was, that human beings, we are emotional beings that sometimes think. And when I heard that, I thought, wow, are we all really that emotional? I think some, and I really think that that statement could be true because obviously all of us have emotions and obviously all of us are capable of showing emotions. It's just the way we were made, the way we were built. But I do think some people are better than others at hiding their emotions, but it just made me start to think like, wow, we're all emotional beings that sometimes think. So is it that some of us are thinking more than others? There's a possibility. Um, It kind of helps put into perspective why people tend to take things so personally. All of us, all of us have moments of taking things personally, but it just kind of puts into perspective of why human beings do what they do, why they process the way they do, and what really drives us. And if our emotions are driving us, it's just, I was just mind blown by that. Like, wow. Because I remember saying on one of my previous episodes that I don't want to be easily manipulated Um With my emotions or by my emotions because if i'm easily controlled basically by my emotions then I can be easily manipulated By someone or something else because i'm giving my emotions that much power now Do I have time to show an emotion? Absolutely Like I show all different facets of emotion and what I did learn Which I have not seen the Brene brown show yet, but i'm very interested and more than likely going to watch it is that Most of the time, we only think about the basic um, emotions of, like, anger, sadness, happiness, I don't know, joy, and just, like, rage, you know, like, stuff like that. But there are, like, I think I heard over 80-something different types of emotions. And we just limit it to, like, those top three or four. And no wonder we don't understand each other. No wonder... The way we process, like when a human being is going through something or they've expressed themselves in a way, maybe in a way that we wouldn't have expressed ourselves or that's just, um, it's just different and our brains don't get it. We're like, I wouldn't have done it like this. Or I understand that you feel sad, but is it really just sadness? Is it sadness mixed with disappointment? Is it fear of something? There are so many different types of emotions that none of us we don't really think about. And I just thought about when she said that, like, wow. So I'm so excited to learn more about the millions and millions of emotions that we possess as humans and the impact of us simplifying our emotions to just anger or sadness or happiness. Like, how that plays a role in the way that we process things in the way that we see other human beings and even can affect the way that we see ourselves. Another point that she talked about was the absence of connection um always allows room for suffering, basically. And I thought how powerful that was. Um, Jesus was making the world, looked and said, "This is good, This is good." got to Adam and was like, "Whoa." This is the only thing that's not good. It's not good for you to be alone. Yes, Jesus was there, but he wanted Adam to have somebody else that was like him in a sense. And of course he made a woman, but I'm just saying another human being that was literally of essence of him. And we're seeing this a lot in the pandemic. I mean, of course it's happened before the pandemic, but it's just been amplified in, on a larger scale because of this COVID pandemic of uh, when we don't have connection in the absence of it, there are higher rates of suicide. Suicide has been a thing forever, so I don't want to act like, oh, because of the pandemic, more people are killing themselves. No, people have been killing themselves at the beginning of time. Like Some people get so sad to the point where they think that life is not worth living. No judgment. Um, it's not an easy feat to come out of depression. It's not an easy feat to pull yourself up out of the darkest, darkest times. But for the people who did it, Good job, congratulations. Do not take that for granted. And for the people who aren't there yet, but you're trying, please keep going. Please, please keep going. Um life is filled with so many moments. Good moments and bad moments. Please don't stop on the bad. I think, uh, what's that quote? I think Steve Harvey says it, but it's something to the effect of I'm going through hell. And people be like, they want to quit on life because life is like, they feel like I've just been going through hell consistently. And he says something like, well, why would you want to stop and hell, Right? None of us really want to stop in the bad moments. We don't want to stop and hell. Please keep going. Please get to the good. Because just like the good times don't last forever, the bad times don't either. And there will be joy on the other side. There is sun after the storm. So please, please keep going. But back to like suicide rates going up because of the pandemic and just um people feeling an incre- an increase sense of loneliness like i feel like we were all lonely before and i i don't mean literally like all of us i'm saying society as a whole i feel like was kind of lonely and you would think well how is this possible with social media but i think social media shows a highlight reel it shows for some people, a persona. Like most people's social media, we know it's not the actual real them. And then there are other people that do show the real them and my goodness, they're shamed for their vulnerability or they're judged really hard because I wouldn't have done it this way. Or I like you with this emotion. Please don't show me all facets of you because gross, it makes me feel uncomfortable. You know. So most of the time, what we see is a highlight reel of a person's life. We're not really seeing them come cry on social media because let's not lie. If they were to come cry on social media, we would have been like, who's holding the camera? Is this moment really genuine, you know, questioning and evaluating everything? So the most part, they're going to show you smiles and tears and success. Am I winning? And it gives us this um, misconception that everybody is just out here so much more happier than I am when that's just that's what they put up. Nobody really knows what somebody is going through behind closed doors. Nobody really knows what someone is going through um, offline. And connection is needed. Even God knew we needed people to be connected to. Two heads are better than one for a reason. When we are around people, we are around people who get us in some form of facet. Like Even if you don't think exactly like a person, just think of the simple basis of human being to human being. That person has a heart. And it's beating just like you. The breath is going in and out of their bodies just like yours. There's basic stuff that we can always connect to on human being, human, right? And then when we connect our souls and our minds and we can relate to each other and see each other or have the ability to learn more about each other, that goes into a whole deeper level. But connection is needed. Connection makes us feel seen and heard in a way that imagine if you were on this earth just by yourself. Sure, you would. There are certain problems that come with having a world full of people, but there are other problems that come. Could you ima- imagine the amount of loneliness that it could feel like to not be able to have people to share in your happy moments, to not have people to pull on and give you strength in your sad or hard moments? Connection is absolutely necessary And she's right Where there is absence of connection There is always some type of form of suffering She also posed the question of Do you feel guilty for having joyful moments In the state of the world that we're living in? Well, I should say I posed this question Off of what she said She said that she had moments of basically feeling guilty of being happy, whether it's like moments with her family and stuff because of the state of the world. And I pose that question to you guys. Do you have moments in life, especially right now, with the state of the world is in, you know, I mean, of course it's getting a little better, but if we actually, let's use our brains and look at the facts of the situation, I think it's like a gloss. I don't think everything is magically better. And I know that we all have to adjust to our new normal, but I feel like we're all just hanging on by a thread and we're trying not to drown. No matter what level of income you have, food has gone up. Um, Rent is skyrocketing everywhere. House, apartments, everywhere. The housing market is shit right now. So you can't even buy a house if you want to, or if you do, it's pretty much at this moment, cash market buyer, like if you got the cash, you can get whatever you want, but you're probably going to pay more for it. Like inflation, inflation, inflation on top of COVID still being around. And I'm honestly... Nobody's talking about it, but I'm waiting on the next wave to come. I feel like there's another massive wave that's going to come, but we're going to keep fighting the shutdowns, and we're going to keep fighting this and that, and we're going to keep fighting the mask mandates. And I just feel like until we all can get on agreements, at least at a basic level, we're going to be in this toxic cycle of in this of this pandemic, and unfortunately, it's costing people money, It's costing people time. It's costing people moments and memories with other people. But most importantly, it's costing people's lives. Our inability to get at least on somewhat of a consistent page and trying to force people to go back to work too soon or um, maybe they're already at work. But again, with the whole remote thing, I don't want to let you stay at home. Like the pandemic showed us that we can keep going, you know, we can we can adjust, and it allows for us to be able to maneuver and have some flexibility. But yet it's like, <laughs> I want to stick my viewpoint on you, and I don't want y'all to have that flexibility that you had in the pandemic. You only have the flexibility because of the pandemic. Why can't it be while wow, the pandemic opened my eyes? to the ability and the time and the space to have balance in my life. Instead, you want to go back and shame me for having balance, but then you're also going to shame me. There is an area in my life that lacks because I'm on grind, 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 hustle, 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 right? So I pose the question, do you guys feel guilty for having good moments during these times? And if your answer was yes, I say, understandable, But at this point, enjoy your good moments. (laughs) Before this point, enjoy your good moments because life has good times and bad times for all of us. And sometimes the bad times can feel so overwhelming that when you even get a hint of good, ooh, soak it up. Soak it up, hold on to it, grasp it. But don't grasp it to the point where you're afraid that it will never get this good again because there's always better as long as god is around there's always room for leveling up there's always room for increase there's always room for overflow after overflow after overflow and more and more blessings more and more blessings right and i think you should enjoy i think you should enjoy the good moments especially during these times don't feel guilty don't feel guilty that you have some good moments let it be make you feel grateful let it be a reminder that wow god still has me covered and times where the world is so ugly, and we're all struggling, and we're just trying to figure it out. Nobody could have seen this pandemic coming, even though that's how long COVID's actually been around. And they've had warning signs and different things It's up for debate that I'm not about to go into right now. But from what we know, we didn't expect it to hit us like this at this time. You know, the average person did not. And we've all had to figure out ways to make adjustments, whether the government was helping us or not. Life had to continue. And I just want to say, if you have some happy and good moments, keep it going. Take them in. Don't get so weighed down with the negative stuff in life because the negative stuff will still be there, right? So why not treat yourself and enjoy the good moments while you can Why do we think we don't deserve to relish in the good moments just because others are suffering? We're not happy that they're suffering. But if I'm boggled down with the bad moments and you're boggled down with your bad moments and nobody is stepping into the joy and peace that God offers, none of us are going to be able to see the light and none of us are going to be able to help each other out of the dark moments because we're so boggled down with our own stuff. So I say, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. And another thing she said, um, she explained the concept of, um, she didn't, the thing that they teach their children is basically how to have really good friends and a good support system. And she says, you don't want flame blower outers like in your life. So, um, um, she did it like this on the Elisha note. She cuffed her hands and she said, and you can try this at home, cuff your hands and imagine there's a little flame in your hand. Right. And you basically want a person who comes by, like you tell them like, oh my God, I just got this part in the play. Your friend comes, covers the flame, protects it. So your light and your flame doesn't go out. You don't need people who your hand is cuffed, your flame is going. And then there's somebody's like, oh, I got the part in the play. And it's like, "Um, but um, will you do good? Or how can you remember all those things? That's the flame being blown out. You don't want the, oh my God, I'm so excited. Um, I really like this outfit, blah, blah, blah. Do you really? It kind of makes you look fat, blowing out the flame. We don't want people, nor do we need people in our lives like that. And it's not to say just to discard any and everybody, but you do need to protect your peace at all costs and you do need to make sure that the people who are in your circle are really for you, really want the best for you and really want to see you win because there are enough people in the world and life itself will try to knock you down enough. You don't need to be, you don't need to come home to it and you don't need to have your inner circle be filled with people who will knock you down as well. Plus, we all I think in some form do a lot of internal critic work ourselves. And if we're going to be hard on ourselves, the world is going to be hard on ourselves and life is going to be life. What the hell? Like, why would we not want to be surrounded by people who love us and can remind us like, Hey, you're awesome. Hey, you're freaking fantastic. Hey, you're doing good. Please keep going. And there was this thing that Tasha Cobb said that said, um, when she was going through this time of depression, her father would always say this when she was younger, but it really uh, amplified itself during this season in her life when she was going through depression. She said, her dad taught her to make sure that she always stays at the feet of Jesus. And I thought, whoa, how powerful is that? To make sure that we all always stay at the feet of Jesus. And just picture that. That's a humbling posture position. We can sit, we can bow, we can, we'll just be low, lower than him. And it's not to say that we're less than and he looks down on us as if like, ew, gross. No, I mean, I serve a guy that sits high and look low, but that's to my benefit, not to my detriment. And to stay at the feet of Jesus and to also, what I took away from that is not just in a humbling posture and position. But to have his presence be around, to consistently stay in his presence, to consistently consult him about every little thing big and little in our lives. And I can say that I've been doing that for a while. Like It's stuff that people, if they were to hear me be like, I talked to Jesus about this, they'd be like, you're crazy. Why did you even consult him? And they're like, you couldn't do this by yourself or You really ran this by him. Like, why do you even care to run this by him? I care because he is a part of every facet, crook and nanny of my life. I care because what my perception of a thing or a person is, he may have a completely different perception of a thing or a person. And if I am humble enough to be in his presence, he can open my eyes to something I may be blind to. So it's very important me important to me to include him on every single aspect of my life, big or little. And I just thought, wow, staying at staying at the feet of Jesus. So simple, but so powerful and a much needed reminder. And then the last thing that I saw like um was from TD Jakes. And this is from his Sore conversation. You can find it on YouTube. It's like a, about an hour and some long. It's when he was promoting his book at that time. And I the thing I love about Pastor Bishop T.D. Jakes is the fact that he can preach off a sentence. He can preach off a word and he, oh my goodness, he can take us to church. You can literally give him one word. And I did see him do it. I don't know if it was in this one or the crushing one interview that he had with Pastor Stephen Furtick. He can preach off of any and everything. And he is so, so good and talented. And um, that's just one of his gifts from God. But in the crushing video, he said, The miracle is in what's left. The miracle is in what's left. And he brought up many different examples about how everybody always thinks like, I don't have enough or this isn't good enough or I'm not good enough in this fast or this person left me. And when he was talking about people leaving or losing things, he says, stop crying over what was left because if you needed it, not us wanting it, but if you needed it, you would still have it. And it just remind me of what Pastor Michael Todd from Transformation Church always says, shout out to my pastor, that all we have is all we need. All we have is all we need. And sometimes there are bills and different things that need to be done and be paid. And we're looking like, yeah, that sounds nice, God. All I have is all I need. But clearly you don't see all the things that I have left all the needs that I still have left that need to be met can you help me can you help me really understand and see that all I have is all I need because I hear what you're saying but I don't feel it or go in that interview you're gonna be fine go in that job I know you don't have all the experience or maybe you had the education but hey it's been so long since you've been out of college maybe you don't remember it but you'll be fine he tells us go 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 and we look at him like do you know who I am God (laughs) <laughs> do you know I don't remember half of the stuff that they taught me? Do you remember how long it's been since I've been on a job interview or something? And you want me to walk into this job, walk into this room and speak as if I know? Hell yeah, he does. Hell yeah, he does. Um, Oh God, I hope I don't get this right. But I think it was Jeremiah had a stuttering problem in the Bible and God told him to go speak. And he gave him the words to tell him. And he was like, go and do it because I already called you to do it. I knew the plans that I had for you already. He knows the plans that he has for all of us. And this is a guy with a stuttering problem. And he still was like, You want me to speak? Hell yeah, I want you to speak. <laughs> I mean, he didn't say that, but I feel like that's the that's the swag, that's the energy came with, like energy that God came with. Like, yeah, I know what you feel like is an inconvenience or a negative thing, but I want to show you how, in spite of that, what you look at as a flaw. I look at as I'm going to use this to glorify the gifts that I put in you even more. So when people come and tell you, like, you have a studying problem, Jeremiah, there's no way that you can even speak to us. We can't even hear you clearly. Like they judge, make fun. If, you know, I'm pretty sure Jeremiah is thinking of all these things and God is like, yeah, in spite of still go do it because I'm going to glorify my power. By letting you think what is a flaw, I'm going to use that and I'm going to show you how there's be- there's beauty even in the things that we view as flaws, which goes back to my point of how I have to consistently be in his presence because there may be a way I'm viewing something as a flaw. And he's like, girl, that's a gift and you don't even understand. You just don't know how to work it yet. So it's irritating you because you don't know how to work what I gave you, but best believe all you have is all you need. And I specifically gave it to you for a reason. And if you sit in my presence, I will show you how to use it and it will glorify me and it will show the power of me. And this is not to try to make God sound like ego, 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 ego. He doesn't have to prove himself to anybody. He's more powerful than all of us. He doesn't have to give us blessings. He doesn't have to give us gifts. He does it because he's a good, kind and loving father, right? But it's to remind us of his power. It's to remind us of his love. Because again, he didn't have to give us anything. He didn't even have to make this world, but he did. He didn't have to send his son down to die for us and our sins, but he did because of his love for us. And in case we need a reminder, because faith is believing in something that we cannot see, right? And that's so much easier said than done. Like everybody be like, I have faith, I have faith. Until life comes to test that faith. And it's like, do we really have the faith that we have? Or are we saying it to say it? Um, or do we openly admit out loud, I do not have faith in God. I do not have faith in this, which is okay. No judgment. But for me, <laughs> for me in my house, but for me, I have to have faith. And sometimes he takes moments like that where I'm like, there's no way I'm capable of doing this or getting this done or God, this is a flaw in me. I'm basically telling him I made a mistake in the way he created me, right? I'm basically telling him, I know what you see in me, but let me tell you how I view myself. And he uses those moments to remind us that we are the masterpieces that he created us to be. And we can do all things through him. One of the affirmations that my mom always has my brother saying, and it's one of my favorite ones, and I have stolen it for myself. Thanks, mom. Is that God is within me. I cannot fail. God is within me. I cannot fail. God is within me. I cannot fail. Okay, guys, you guys will never believe what just happened to me. Actually, if you know me, you know my luck, so of course it did. But when I was recording the second half of the episode, the mic was on mute. The mic was on mute, okay? So I lost my whole second half of the episode, and I could really go into everything that I said, but hey... Maybe the way the first half ended is where it should be. Um, All I wanted to do was basically give a shout out to Jesus because um, it is his weekend. Now, again, when this episode will air, it will be the Monday after Easter weekend. But while I'm recording it, it is definitely every day is Jesus Day. But, you know, this is the creme de la creme for us this weekend. Um, And I just want to say that I am very, very grateful that Jesus died because best believe if it was me, I would not be out here dying for people and I would not be selling my only child to die for people on a maybe. Maybe they'll love me. Maybe they'll come back to me. Maybe they'll choose me. Maybe they'll appreciate the things that I did for them. No way, Jose. And I just want to say that I am very, very grateful and shout out to God, shout out to the whole Holy Trinity. Thank you, Jesus, for dying and leaving us with the Holy Spirit. So we have access to you everywhere all the time and we can always call on you. And yeah. And then the last thing that I wanted to do was it is cave week. And again, by the time this episode airs, cave week will be over But shout out to Cave Cartel. It is Cave Week. It's a legendary time for them. They are known for um, making college campuses around the world be live, live, especially Alabama's campus when it comes to 8A Week. So it's definitely Cave Week. Shout out to the cave. And I just have to share that... this business is growing and flourishing. And I discussed this in the audio that is muted and you guys can't hear, but basically, long story short, this business has many different facets. And when it was first brought to my attention, I had no idea how they were going to bring this to light with so many avenues and different areas of expertise that they dive into. And um, it seemed... It didn't seem crazy, but it was just like, wow, I don't know how all of these things are possible, but I don't know how you're going to combine all these things together to make sense and to be profitable and to, you know, like make it happen. And long story short, when it was brought to me, there was a time that the very first moment that I heard – I had questions and I wasn't immediately supportive. And I wanted to reference the point of being, make sure you cover your friend's flame, not blow it out. And this was from that I can remember the only time in my life where I wasn't immediately supportive of a friend. And this moment has always stuck with me. And I think it's a valuable moment to have. And I, I hope I do carry it the rest of my life because I wasn't proud of how I acted in that moment. And I wasn't Like I wasn't like disrespectful, cursing people out, trying to fight or anything. It's just that me being unsupportive in that moment, especially to a friend, is, it's just a no. And I would not want to put anybody's blame out and I would not want to kill anybody's dreams. And I also touched in the audio that is muted that make sure you pay attention to who you're around because some people will bring out the negative in you and some people will have you more irritable or cloud your judgment and cloud what you see. And I had to pay attention to the people that I was around at that time. And it did play a role into me being more negative versus me not instantly being supportive. In a moment where I had a question, the questions were fed and fueled and not support and um, hope was not given. Um, It just wasn't, it was, it was, no, it just wasn't something that I would ever want to do again. And I've already apologized for that moment. I really think I want to say that my friend will correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say that I apologize the next day or that late that night once I just realized like, whoa, like we're spewing off question, 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 trying to say why this cannot happen And although it's okay to be realistic, the first response should have been like, wow, this is your dream. Let's get it. Green light gang. Like, Let's go for it. Um, Let's do whatever it takes to make it happen. Now, I did apologize for having more doubt than having belief on the very first night that I heard about it. But... The very next day, I was in my college dorm calling uh, t-shirt companies, trying to figure it out, trying to figure out how to make it happen. And my brain started spinning and running to try to make every facet and avenue that they wanted to make happen. How could we contribute to bringing that vision to life? So I just want to say that, remember, do not blow out your friend's flame or anybody's. And definitely, definitely, even though you want somebody to be realistic, I think we should all strive to make sure that the first thing that comes out is support. The first thing that comes out is love. The first thing that comes out is faith in that person and their ability to get their dreams met and not doubt. It does not mean you can't be realistic, but it shouldn't be negative first and then I'll support you later. It should be support first and we'll figure out how to make it happen because even if realistically it can't be done specifically, the way you originally see it. Where there's a will, there's a way. And there's always a way to bring the vision in life because God gave them that vision for a reason. And eyes have not seen and ears have not heard all the things and all the places that Cave Cartel will touch and all the collaborations that they will have. And I am so, so proud of them, especially my best friend and... Uh, shout out to you guys for Cave Week. And this is only the beginning. Keep going, guys. Keep going. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to Blink Canvas this week. As always, I'm so grateful and appreciative for everybody who takes time out of their day to listen to little old me. Um, Some gems from this episode that we should remember is let's not put out the flames of others, friends or not, but especially our people. And if it's not and you don't like them, mind your business. (laughs) Let's not put out each other's flames. Let's help the flame grow. Let's help protect that light and let it be seen. All right. And also let's just thank God for the power of him and the power of Jesus. And yeah, and good old, good old Easter weekend, even though I know this is premiering after So that's all the time that we have for today, guys, on Blank Canvas. And I can't wait to see what we talk about next time. All right. Bye.